Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. This is Good Morning Liberty. What is going on, all of you fine, loving Liberty folks? Welcome back to another fantastic episode of the Good Morning Liberty podcast. I'm one of the hosts here, Charles Chuck Thompson. And man, 2020 is shaping up just to be the year of all the years we've ever had. And um, what's at, a fine, loving Liberty folk? No one knows if I who might ask. No, no, no one knows who you are yet. Okay, so hang on a second. All right, with me as always, Mr. Nathaniel Paul Thurston, the one who knows just about everything there is to know. Although I think he's losing some of his things that he knows but uh but maybe he can gain a, a little bit of it back today uh nate what's up man how's it going what do you think what's 20 what's 2020 got in store for us hopefully nothing else <laughs> i can't take anymore it's only july man. we're only halfway over that's yeah. it there's another half of 2020 still to be played and i think most people are losing right now except for patrick mahomes mm. i hear he's he's seems, winning he seems to be winning he's set yeah he's set pretty good I don't know if any of you guys saw, but I I made a bomb this weekend and uh, set it off. A legal bomb. Yeah. So surprising that Tannerite is legal. I mean... Really? I'm fine with it. Yeah. I'm fine with it being legal. I don't know if you guys saw the video, but you can go to all of our all of our pages. I put up, you know, we made a little rocket out there on the farm, out at my dad's. I think we, rocket's a better term for it. Yeah, we, we painted <laughs> Farm X on the side of it, and I tagged Elon Musk. And uh, you know, threw some shade his way, and uh, and then we set it, we we set it off, and it it basically exploded on the launch pad. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Um. It looks. It, it did looked, worse than the Challenger. It 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 looked <laughs> like it went up, but it was really just what was left of it that went up, because when it came back down, all I could see was F. <laughs> that, that was it really glad it didn't like explode out towards y'all i got up next to the truck and uh i was trying to trying to shield myself from all the shrapnel we got like maybe 100 yards away from it something like that which you know uh, as far as the science books i read shrapnel can't travel more than 100 yards <laughs> so we th with, we thought it was with fine. 25 pounds of tanner yeah with only you 25 pounds yeah i mean you can just go there and buy however much you want yeah which is great i've got it set up all around my bunker you know yeah, uh, yeah everywhere yeah the the thing about so tannerite when i is, see people coming i just shoot the tannerite yeah you gotta hit it and it's gotta be with a high enough caliber rifle you I know good enough velocity i don't miss <clears throat> to hit it okay 
All right. Well, that's good. That's good. Well, like Charlie said, this is the Good Morning Liberty podcast. If this is your first time listening, then please hit that subscribe, that follow button. 96% of the people who listen to this podcast do eventually hit that subscribe button once once they learn well enough that if they didn't do it the first time, then they have made a dire mistake and they found out, well, I got something wrong in my life. And they look back and they said, you know what? I didn't hit subscribe on the Good Morning Liberty podcast. And then they went back and they hit that. And everything was perfect after that. That's that's what we found so far. Sunshine and rainbows. Yeah, so far. Even so, double rainbows. <clears throat> all the way across yeah. the sky whenever you subscribe to this podcast. So do that. We put out a new episode talking about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning every single day of the week when we want to. Did you have a good fourth? I had a great fourth. Yeah. We didn't do much. There were, let me tell you, I, I understand. I'm not saying I'm for it. So don't call me status Chuck or anything like that. But I do understand why they put those noise ordinances in cities and stuff like yeah. that, because it was Friday night and I, I had my son this weekend, which was nice. We had a really good time. He talked about all the pretty colors in the sky, which was cool. Um, but uh, Friday night, they were still shooting fireworks off in my neighborhood at two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And my son like wakes up screaming, running into the, into my bedroom. And I'm like, Oh, sorry, son. Just a bunch of people out there shooting stuff off still. That's you that's know? what I don't get. Which freedom? I'm all about it. I'm all yeah. about freedom. But like, look, your rights end where another's begins. And maybe you shouldn't do it next to my house. It's a nice libertarian discussion, really, because what it, I mean, it's, it's noise pollution. And what do you do when it, I mean, same thing in my neighborhood, like one thirty in the morning and people are shooting off fireworks. Listen, I'm all for fireworks everywhere. But what kind you're of in the backyard shooting your gun into the air? What kind of a, it went fine, by the way, <laughs> I'm still here. What kind of a what kind of an SOB do you have to be to be firing off a firework in the middle of a neighborhood where there's clearly thousands of people around and it's, you know, it's quiet and dark and you're shooting off these fireworks at like 1.30 a.m. Yeah. And last night, too, you know, when people got to get up and go to work on Monday. I just don't understand being able to do that. I feel bad if I slam my car door too loud outside, just out of respect for everyone else that's out there. But apparently, it is the fourth, and, and that's fine. We did create a massive explosion uh, up at my dad's in Illinois, and, and look, everyone that's is on fine. A farm. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Did you see uh, Los Angeles, everybody? I did. <laughs> it was, was amazing. Awesome video. Yeah. So good. That's a, a great display i think you even tweeted that that was a great display of civil disobedience did they set a time that everyone was going to do it because I, it seemed like have. everyone in town was shooting off their fireworks at the same time yeah I, now uh, look i, I want to make clear i'm not making a position on this because i remember before i had a kid i was the one out there shooting off fireworks wherever i wanted and i didn't care because freedom you know freedom and it's not free it cost a buck oh five but freedom Says you can Let me tell you what, man. Fireworks stuff, cost I'm, a heck of a lot more than the buck oh five these days. You guys noticed the the firework price gouging we have going on <laughs> on the fourth. The best man. time to buy them was yesterday. Yeah, the fifth for sure. Yeah, store right up for next. Right year. now, you need to be looking for those firework <laughs> tents. We have one that was supposed to do twenty four shots and only fired four, and then the box caught on fire, and the box <laughs> sat there on fire for fifteen minutes. I was so impressed by how long the box stayed on fire. And and then 15 minutes later, it just started shooting off the rest of them. Yeah. And I was like, are they just going to blow up? Because surely those little tubes are done by now. <laughs> this thing's been on fire for 15 minutes. Good construction. That's why that box was 
it was a fifty dollar box of fireworks because of the <laughs> the tube the tubular construction of that box was really good for sure. Must have been fire retardant. It it was. Yeah. I, I I don't. It makes sense. Maybe it makes sense. But as Nate said, this is the Good Morning Liberty podcast, a place where we talk about life, liberty, the pursuit of meaning. We go through some news stories, some news of the day, if you will, maybe the news of the weekend. There's all kinds of crazy stuff happening in 2020, and there's no better place than right here to keep all of you all up to date on everything that's going on with a little bit of laughter and cheer and um, sometimes sadness, but most of the time, anger, most of the time, (laughs) anger. (laughs) And you guys get to be a part of Nate and I, uh, you know, just honestly being ourselves, really, this is actually who we are in real life. This is how we talk to each other when (laughs) we're both in a room without microphones in front of us. It's basically less cursing you know right than what it would normally be charlie's got a mouth like a sailor you know you got to calm him down sometimes but uh those sailor mouths like (laughs) like popeye exactly so big the biggest news of the weekend the biggest news for sure was that kanye west said he's gonna run for president i mean problem solved right there yeehaw now what i've seen this is probably a publicity stunt although so was trump running for president so the, this is probably a publicity stunt, and he has not filed. He losing it, money again? Who? Kanye? Kanye? Yeah, I don't know. Like no, I hear he's doing pretty well. Oh, okay. I, yeah. I hear he just launched a new clothing brand over the weekend, too. Oh, so, okay. Anyway. Kim, uh, I think Kim just launched a new makeup brand, like valued at a billion dollars or something like that. So No, I think they're doing fine. I think they're doing fine overall. He has not filed the paperwork. You know, who knows if it's actually real? And it's not like I'm going to run out and vote for Kanye or anything like that. I haven't looked at his policies. And right yeah. now, right now, Joe is getting my vote for the for the moment. So, But I don't know. He could leap in there with a lower tax rate. Not Joe Biden. No. Dr. Joe Dr. Jorgensen. Jorgensen. Yeah. Sorry. Jorgensen Cohen will be currently getting my vote. But um, anyway, it'll be interesting. I was going to read this little story about what he had to say. Now, at my, least, uh, you know, we'll see a, a president in a suit with some Yeezys. So exactly. That's be, a lifelong dream of mine. Right. It'd yeah. be nice. From MSN, Kanye West says he's running for president, but there's no evidence of it yet. The rapper, businessman, record producer, and social activist who once spoke of launching a presidential campaign for 2024 made his announcement about this year in a cryptic tweet on Saturday, though experts are unsure how seriously to take West's proclamation, assuming he could even get on state ballots at this point. That tweet was cryptic? How did they decrypt I'm not sure. it? I'm pretty sure he said that he was going to run for president. He just, yeah, it looked yeah. like plain English to me. Seemed like he said he was going to run for president. Oh, okay. But anyway, we must now, this is a quote from him. He said, we must now realize the promise of America by trusting God, unifying our vision and building our future. I am running for president of the United States. That's extremely cryptic. I don't know if they got some military <laughs> code breakers on that or what it he is. He kind of sounds like a president. That w- He switched to being very politically. We must now realize... <laughs> We must now realize the promise of America by trusting God, unifying our vision, and building our future. That's exactly, uh, he did a video with it, and that's, right. that was a very good impression. So, so far, however, there is no evidence that West has a campaign organization, nor is there any indication he has filed paperwork with the Federal Election Commission just four months before the November 3rd election. The filing deadline for independent presidential candidates in many states have either passed or are coming up soon. Qualifying deadlines have passed in Texas, North Carolina, New York, Maine, New Mexico, and Indiana. The last deadlines are in the early September, just two months away. So, anyway, 
listen are you gonna vote for him and it also says candidates have to get thousands of people to sign petitions in each state in order to get on a ballot that's not true yeah that's only true for libertarian parties. <laughs> it's only if you're a yeah. libertarian yeah if, if you, you're a republican or democrat it's like 250 signatures that's it <laughs> you, but here's the thing you don't think kanye west could get the signatures that he needed in the states that are still available to be on the ballot and then have enough write-in. All he's got to do is host a show in each one of those right. places and have he's everyone sign. Definitely going to get the media attention. That's all, he now, got, all he's got to do. I heard something interesting. What if this would be crazy? What if Trump boots Mike Pence and picks Kanye West for VP? That would be insane. <laughs> <laughs> Let me if, tell you what. That would be nuts. I don't think Trump could lose then. I, if you he know, does that, my assumption here: Kanye West has obviously been a very vocal supporter of Trump. And has gone to the White House to meet with Trump and all that. My he wears a MAGA hat. He wears a MAGA hat around. Right. Um, I think he's he's the it, one that beat up uh, Juicy Smollett. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> Gosh, dang it! That's exactly what I was about to say. He was famous for beating up Juicy Smollett. And uh, anyway, my you know my conspiracy theory hat on this is that if he were to be trying to get on the ballot. It would be to try and pull some votes away from Biden because he is a big supporter of Trump. Uh, he mm -hmm. might be trying to pull some of the black vote off of Joe Biden. So I, I don't know. Listen, it's highly he improbable. Might, he might actually be the one who's allowed to say, if you don't vote for me, then you ain't black. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike Joe Biden. <laughs> Maurice already said he's voting for him. So yeah. I think that the case is settled right there. Yeah. And of course, Elon Musk has already said that he's got his support. <laughs> <laughs> Up next is Joe Rogan. Elon Musk continues to be my favorite person in the world. I'm pretty sure. You yeah. said he tweeted some one of those things saying that communism is... He did. It. Yeah. Yeah. He so, tweeted out. I, let me find it while you keep going. Keep going. Musk, I think Musk is one of the, the smartest people ever. And I talked about like months ago how this whole plan has been devised by Musk to, to take all the money from the short sellers in the market. And he's been doing these things to crash Tesla's stock temporarily and then keeps ramping it up all the time. So it's, it's pretty amazing. What did, what did he tweet he there? He tweeted out yesterday. <laughs> He tweeted seven, seven things every kid needs to hear. Number one, I love you. Number two, I'm proud of you. Number three, I'm sorry. Number four, I forgive you. Number five, I'm listening. Number six, communism has failed every time it was tried. And number seven, you've got what it takes. <laughs> and he said, side note, Chomsky sucks. <laughs> so anyway, uh, he, he continues to be one of my favorite people. One of my favorite things that he did is he is now selling short shorts. Uh, Tesla is selling short shorts that say sexy in the back, spelled like uh, the Model S, the Model 3, as the E, the Model X, and the Model Y, which were which were done to spell out sexy. That That's why he's got them. And um, he's just making fun of the SEC so bad right now. But anyway, that's not important. We, we don't have to we don't have to talk about that. He said the price is only sixty nine four twenty. <laughs> What's he said? Price is only sixty nine four twenty, <laughs> <laughs> and he so, said they broke the website. Yeah, I saw they were temporarily. They're already like not able to to sell them. It uh, it already crashed. It'd be even so. amaz more amazing if he spelled sexy with the SEC in there. Oh, that'd be good too. 
the the uh, 69 420 uh, the 420 part is in reference to well a couple things but also the fact that he tweeted that he was going to take tesla public at the price of 420 dollars per share and ended up getting fined by the sec for tweeting about that and manipulating his stock price when he did that so now the his short shorts are 69 dollars and 400 or and 420 yeah on the cent side it's really funny really funny good stuff anyway so tell me about guy is a troll of trolls oh man he's good he's so good he also tweeted one of my favorite things ever which was uh three word three letter acronym three the acronym for sec the middle word has to be elon's and you guys come up with the s and the c And uh, that was basically all he tweeted. You yeah. guys go ahead and come up with that one on your own. But that is hilarious. Yeah. Anyway, y'all let us know who you're voting for. We'll see if we can get uh, Kanye on the show. We'll interview him. By the way, Kim Kardashian did retweet. Oh, yeah. Kanye. She retweeted him along with the image of an American flag. Got his support. Yeah. Okay. So that's a big endorsement right this there. Is, uh, 2020 shaping up to be my favorite year ever. <laughs> Good Lord. There's so many ups and downs and uh, man, you, if y'all thought Trump and Biden, Trump versus Biden was going to be good. You put Kanye on the stage, <laughs> you know, he's going to get 15% in the polls. Come oh on yeah, now. for sure. Yeah, this he is, will. This is going to be amazing. All right. Moving on over to uh, um, some of these stores burned down, but, <laughs> but now they're upping their push, minimum wage. Push so, the wages up. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. they d- decrease the supply. They decrease the supply yeah. of stores. <laughs> The protesters did, but Target announced that they're going to start their $15 minimum wage in U.S. stores. This coming from Fox Business. Target's starting wage hike of $15 per hour began Sunday. The retail giant first announced its intention to raise its company-wide minimum wage in September 2017 when it raised its hourly pay from $10 to $11 in U.S. stores. In a press release at the time, the company promised to raise its hourly wage to $15 per hour by the end of 2020 which puts the wage hike five months or so ahead of schedule. Quote, in the best of times, our team brings incredible energy and empathy to our work. And in harder times, they bring those qualities plus extraordinary resilience and agility to keep target on the forefront of meeting the changing needs of our guests and our business year after year, said Target's chairman and CEO, Brian Cornell. Everything we aspire to do to be as a company and B as a company builds on the central role our team members play in our strategy, their dedication to our purpose and the connection they create with our guests and communities. He continued the wage hike matches the fight for $15 campaign where retail workers are seeking what they call a livable hourly wage of $15 per hour. I'm not sure that's even enough anymore. Oh no. By the yeah. time they actually get to vote on that, it'll, it'll have to be 20. Right. For sure. The current federal minimum wage is seven twenty-five per hour, according to U.S. Department of Labor. Wages vary by state, uh, vary state by state. However, Illinois, Nevada, and Oregon are three states that raised its minimum wage this month as planned, though not as ambitious as Target's commitment to fifteen dollars per hour. I wonder if Target sales were up during this pandemic because they were listed as essential. I know I've gone to Target yeah. more than I've ever gone to Target. I just spent way too much money at Target yesterday. It's like a night out. Yeah. Hey, do you want to go to Target? Let's yeah. go. We yeah. actually, we were planning to go to Target to return something and we forgot our return. Yeah. Yet we still decided to go to Target and it turns out we needed new, other stuff, new bedding, yeah. new pillows. Mm-hmm. By the way, we got those new Casper pillows. Oh man. Pretty good. So I slept like a baby. Yeah. 
I do most nights. I could do that on concrete, honestly. Babies don't sleep that much. True. I slept like <laughs> an old, old man. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Almost. <laughs> Every time I call my dad, he's taking a nap. Really? Yeah. That sounds like the life right like, there. Like, hey, dad, what you doing? Oh, I just woke, yeah, up. So Maurice, just woke up from a nap. Maurice mentioned, didn't they have an article discussing how people were negatively impacted by the raise, the previous raise up to 11? And yeah, that, so that's... That's that's been the case, you know. Well, it'll be interesting to see what the numbers are and people talking about whether or not they're going to actually be making any more money. Because what they were finding was that generally people were making about two hundred dollars less uh, per paycheck, I believe, when they raised their wage up to eleven dollars because they they cut the amount of hours that they were working. So we'll see what happens here. Question: The reason I brought this up. This was something I've been wondering in the back of my mind with this whole $600 unemployment thing and the fact that they're about to vote again and there might be unemployment benefits in it once again, is that could they be holding the unemployment thing in here to force companies to raise up their wages because the companies are going to have to raise up their wages to entice people to work because you can get paid more to not work. So I've been wondering if we would see wages rise, if we would see the minimum wages at these companies go up over time because people were getting paid more to not work and the companies need people mm-hmm. to come. So it's a, like an artificial inflation. And what we'll see is prices will go up. I'm sure people will well, not be working the same hours overall. I don't know if you've done the math on this or not, but $15 an hour for 40 hours a week equals $600 a week. Okay. Now, what is the government handing out right now? Yeah, six hundred bucks a week. How did they come up with that number? Mm, I wonder. Fifteen dollar an hour. I saw. A, <laughs> I saw a cousin. My cousin. Of course, this always happens. I've got some socialist cousins now. Yeah, hardcore socialist cousins. <laughs> of course, he shared a meme that said, you know, everyone was saying, oh, if you, you know, if you raise the minimum wage to a livable wage, then how are we ever going to afford it? And everyone is getting paid that now. The with the CARES Act. Yeah. And he's like, now all of a sudden we have the money just out of the blue. It's like, no, we actually, we still don't have the money. No. You realize we're going to run because they're probably going to pass another one. It looks like another $3 trillion. So it looks like before the fiscal year ends in October, we'll be at a between a six and $8 trillion deficit. Deficit for one year. Deficit, not budget. One deficit. year. Yeah. Which means that our debt is going to be over $30 trillion. Mm-hmm. It's insane. So we don't actually have the money. How long do you think we can? You think we can do that every single year? We just pay everyone a livable wage. We're heading towards, and I mean, we've seen ridiculous arguments on this when people were talking about Publix and other places. What are like? Well, grocery price, yeah, prices are going to go up, but everyone's going to be able to afford it because they're getting paid more money. I'm just that's exactly the argument. Like you pay people more money, the prices go up and they still don't, your buying power has not really increased at that time. And that's that's what people don't really realize is that the 15 sounds good, but if the price of everything goes up correspondingly with that increase, then you didn't increase your buying power and you're in the same terrible, terrible position that you were to start with. And in fact, if, if you guys trade stocks, you understand this. In fact, the more expensive things get, the bigger the spread gets. Mm-hmm. So you're probably losing money on the spread. You're going to have a higher <laughs> higher dollar amount of taxes coming out of your check. And you might actually, you might accidentally slip into a bracket where you don't get all your money back at the end of the year. 
And Oops. so so then, you know, you could be pushing people up into a realm where they end up not getting big returns yeah. every single year and they end up actually paying a percentage in taxes that they didn't use to pay when they were getting paid less money and they could end up making less money just because of that. So kind of like how the Amazon workers, they got their $15 an hour, but they lost their stock options. Yeah. <laughs> Especially as the price of Amazon stock kept oh, rising man. and rising and rising. You know, those people lost so much money. You know so how much, much money they money. lost losing those stock options with Amazon just so they so could get much. the $15 an hour. It's Ridiculous. crazy. Wes so says course, stop using logic. So, well, uh, the rest of this podcast will just be a bunch of nothing. Yeah. Listen and laugh. <laughs> um, uh, so, of course, I had to comment on my cousin's post. Yeah. And I let him know about the deficit and stuff like that. How long do you think this is sustainable? Or like, you know, where are we going to get the money? You won't believe what his response was. Uh, probably. Uh, well, if we See have. If you can guess. If we have the money for the, someone in the 1% to have the no, money. No, no, or no, 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 no. We just, talked, we just talked about it. Uh, the debt doesn't matter. We can start, he said, and I quote, we can start by trimming the military budget <laughs> straight from the mouth of Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders is inside. He's, he's so far what? up your cousin's ass that his words are coming out of your cousin's mouth right exactly, now. Exactly. Because what he tweeted yeah. that on Thursday and then my, my cousin posted this on Friday or Saturday. I don't remember. And I'm just like, I could have predicted that response. It was the funniest thing. Oh, well, we could start by, you know, cutting the Department of Defense budget. Now, now uh, I'm okay with I said cutting that. I was that like, of budget. course. <laughs> but I was like, let's say we cut it in half or actually get rid of the whole thing. It wouldn't do anything. That's $800 billion. <laughs> it wouldn't do anything right now yeah. at you, all. You realize between all of the packages that the government are, is going to pass just for one year is going to total like five, six, seven trillion dollars. The deficit is going to be twice the net wealth of all of the billionaires in the U.S. this year. Yeah, this year. Like the idea even that you could take that. Oh, God. Oh, you my God. You can't. Uh, this is a uh, this show is a. Uh, I can't even and who done it. Yep. That's, that's I what can't, it's all about. I can't even. Okay. So from NBC, I don't know if you guys heard about this over the weekend. It's sad. Uh, you know, we did not start by talking about how we're against death and we are against death on this podcast. We, we like to preserve life in any kind of way possible, which is why our subscription rate is so high. Yeah. Because, because everyone's alive. Yeah. And no. most people are against death. You don't want to be part yeah. of that horror percent. As Nate said, uh, be part of that 96% the in crown. Smash that subscribe button. Do it. So a Seattle protester dies. Another was seriously injured after being struck by a car on the closed highway in Seattle during a during a protest. Now, listen, I am super against the protest in the middle of the freaking interstate, which is dumb as hell. It's not even legal to walk on the side of the interstate. Literally. You can't do it because it's too dangerous. There's a big sign on every ramp that says yeah. prohibited. You, can, you can't even do it. Can't ride but, a scooter on there. Well, uh, well you can ride a fast yeah. scooter, but you can't ride like one of those Segway scooters. You can ride from what I've seen in Nashville. You can ride the bird scooters on the interstate because I've seen that a lot. Now, I don't know about you, Nate, but when I was a kid and I even wrote this in my diary. haha, This is a funny joke in my diary. When I was a kid, well, I had a journal because I'm a dude. So in my <laughs> journal, <laughs> In my journal, I wrote down like this is a really funny joke. Yeah. When, you know, a, an adult was mad at you, they told you to go play in the street. And I was like, ha, ah, that's a funny joke because it's a dangerous place to play. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Now, this road was closed off because of the protest that was going on, and a car went ahead and, and ran through there. So, listen, this is not good. While, while we talk a lot about how, listen, if you surround my car while I'm on the road and I feel threatened in some kind of way, or if you're beating on my car, you're hitting, break, trying to break out my windows, do any kind of stuff like that, I'm fully behind hitting the gas pedal on that. Now, there's there's a unique situation where the road is closed off and you decide to go ahead and floor it and barrel through a line of people that's there. While I understand the sentiment and being annoyed with the road being closed off and all that, that, by the way, these protests on the road do nothing for the cause. All it does is make a bunch of people mad at you. That's, that's really all it does. It makes everything worse. Um, I, it's not very, I would say, libertarian or liberty-minded to just go ahead and say, there's a line of people right there, I'm in my car, they're way over there, I'm right here, I'm going to floor it, and I'm just going to plow through those people. That's not super libertarian of anyone to do. No. So I'm, <clears throat> I'm not in favor of this, of this person doing this. It's not like, oh, well, you know, shouldn't have been on the road, that's what's going to happen. It's a little bit different. Listen, the government, for the time being, owns the roads, and if they close off the roads, similar to whether or not there is construction or something else going on on the road, they close off roads all the time. Or if there's a parade going through, if there's something like that, they close off the roads. So if you see that the road is closed off, and unless you own the road, and let's have another conversation someday about how we're going to get to how you're going to own the road. Okay, we'll, we'll talk about that sometime. But if the person who uh, runs the road has closed it off, then I don't think you can just go around the barricades and plow through a group of people. This is where the reasonableness standard comes into play. Yeah. Because what would a reasonable person do? Like have a little common sense with your liberty. A little bit. You know, liberty comes with responsibility. You can't have it without responsibility. And so I'm, I 100% agree before we even get into the article, if a road is closed, unless, unless I would say you're in an emergency and it's the only direction that you can go. Yeah. Like if you have a significant emergency, then your right to freely travel cannot be impeded. There's someone chasing you behind you and they're, right. and they're shooting at you and that's the only road like, and that's okay. But still plowing through a group of people, not going to be okay. Right. But uh, anyway, a 24 year old Seattle protester died Saturday night after the protester and another person were hit by a car that drove onto a closed interstate where demonstrators were gathered to denounce police brutality and racism. Okay. I don't I don't know well, we already told you what we think about protesting on on the roads, um denouncing police brutality and racism when you're on a a plot of land or road where no one is allowed to go and you guys are just yelling to each other about how police brutality is wrong doesn't seem in, insanely helpful. But anyway, Summer Taylor was struck by a vehicle and hospitalized with life-threatening injuries, according to Washington State Patrol Captain Ron Meade. Taylor later died from the injuries. Diaz Love, 32, from Bellingham, remained in serious condition in intensive care. The driver, Dawit Killette, 27, from Seattle, was arrested on suspicion of vehicular manslaughter. The Associated Press reported bail was denied. It's unclear if the collision was a targeted attack, authorities said. The driver, who was alone, fled the scene after hitting the protesters. Trooper Chase Van Cleve told Associated Press. One of the protesters jumped into a car and chased the driver for about a mile. He was able to stop him by pulling his car in front of the protesters' car, uh, Van Cleve said. So, <clears throat> in this story, one thing that you guys are not seeing 
which uh, was frustrating to me because what you here's what you would see in a headline normally. This is what you would normally see. A, a white person driving a car plowed into a black protester. And that would be the story. That would be the headline mm-hmm. of the story. But that wasn't very uh, politically expedient in this case because the protester was white and the driver of the car was black. So that that's not really being mentioned. You're not seeing those art. You're not going to see an article that says black man hits white woman with car on interstate intentionally. You're you're not going to see that at all. So that's a little bit frustrating. That's a little bit hypocritical. But that is what the media do. That that's that that's what they do for a living. So. You know, these these interstate things, all I would say if I were going to talk to the people of the government in Seattle is stop allowing people to protest on the roads. It's not safe. Um, it's it's very dangerous to protest in the middle of the road. We've seen several things where semis have plowed towards crowds. We've seen this happen. We've seen a lot of people getting hit by cars. And somehow the the protesters are still being allowed to block off roads all over the country mm-hmm. and we keep seeing stories about people getting hit with cars and that's it seems like if you are the government and your job is to keep people safe and you own the road that you would not allow a massive group of people to congregate in the middle of an interstate in a large city so anyway that's all i have to say about that yeah that's that's really all i got right there what do you think man yeah i'm with you the the whole thing is I mean, like we said from the beginning, 2020 is just a crazy year. And this whole entire thing with this, with this death is, it seems senseless and something you shouldn't do. Mm -hmm. Even if, even if you do believe that you have the right to freely travel, which you do. um, But as the moment stands, it's not something recommended because your liberty has, you have to take responsibility for the liberty that you have and understand that a reasonableness standard and common sense goes into play mm-hmm. here. And yep. so you, I, I agree with the, um, with the manslaughter charge, honestly. So, yeah, I do, I do too. It and was, I also thought it was interesting that the driver was black it, so that they couldn't spin this as like, like a little, uh, here, it, here's a, a, a racist Trump supporter driving through a group of protesters. Now protesters. it sounds like the guy is Ethiopian and he could be connected to the juicy smoothie thing yeah. in Chicago. Mm-hmm. So it is, that is still possible. We'll wait for it's the details. Under invest- yeah. Under investigation on that. So, um, I did pull up the video for the next story. I don't know if you guys saw this, but the, um, the now in this one, we get to use colors on people because it was a white couple that pulled guns on, on black people that they were in an argument with. So we get to use the colors in the situation. Whereas we just read an article from NBC where the colors of the people were not mentioned at all because it wasn't pertinent to the story. Apparently. I mean, you guys think it would have, if this were reversed and the person hit by the car and killed was black and the driver was white, that you would not see any mention of what the race of the people involved were. And it would be a lot bigger story. Oh that. yeah. Massive yeah. story. But this one doesn't fit the narrative. And uh, they're, you know, they'll have to do their invest- investigation. We're not going to see in all the headlines that a black person hit a white person with a car. I'm not saying that that's what it should be. I'm saying that if you're going to remain consistent and decide that people's skin color matters in the story, uh, then maybe be consistent and not hypocritical about it yeah. all the time. But anyway, I got another the video thing, pulled Another up thing here. I would say is that if you're going to go a protest and you're going to go protest on the interstate, don't 
wait for the car to hit you. That's the other thing. Use some common sense there too. Yeah. First of all, don't go protest on the interstate. That's dumb. Real dumb. Real dumb. Don't do it. Second thing, if you're going to be that dumb, don't wait for the car to hit you. Mm-mm. You should go ahead and get out of the way before it gets close. That's what my mom always used to tell me. So you're blaming the, no, the woman I'm, that no, was killed? Nope, not blaming you're her at all. You're victim blaming no, right now. No. Charlie Thompson is victim blaming no, right now. That's not what I'm just saying. Are you saying it's because a, of what she was wearing? There's a whole lot of common sense that we could use. She was asking for it, is what Charlie no, is saying. No. That's what he's saying right now. No, you shut your mouth when you're talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> Be quiet. <laughs> Be quiet. Shut, Be, sh- shut, shut your, your mouth. mouth. All right. <laughs> All right. I got the video ready if Let's you want to do this. Let's talk about these, this racist white couple. Come on. <laughs> or you want to read it or you want to... Um, I'll play the video. So I don't know if you guys saw this. Um, this this happened actually last week. The The couple has been arrested. So that's why I wanted to talk about it. They've been arrested and charged with felonies for this uh, that happened. Now, if you got any kids with you, there's a lot of cursing in this, okay? This is this has not been cleaned up, and uh, there's there's going to be a, a whole One, lot two. of bad words going on. So what apparently girl. happened here was this, this lady, when they were leaving, bumped into the black woman's daughter bumped into her and then this caused a fight because she bumped into her and she didn't apologize for doing it so therefore she did it on purpose she's racist and and then we have to have a whole fight because of it we're going to play the video for you guys real quick i'm trying to make sure i got my full screen pulled up and see if my computer can actually handle this kind of crazy stuff real quick wants to violate a 15 year old no i'm answering a question she's a she, child she bumped into me when so I if she did her. something wrong she needs to apologize if she did this something ignorant woman, woman this ignorant woman if bumped into yeah, a i'm sorry police mm-hmm. correct and you're on camera okay you're feeling threatened okay well go in no mom I'm she, not, i got this you're blocking me from getting no, girl, girl, no we weren't no we weren't no we weren't you're ignorant She's ignorant. She's very ignorant. You Is that a threat? Do something. Do something. Who the fuck do you think you guys are? Who do you think you are? You called her name? She did nothing to you. I did it. I did it. No, you didn't. You're very racist and ignorant. You're racist because you're calling No, you bumped it. She bumped it to me. Okay, so they get in the car, they're trying to leave right now. Real Christian video. Yeah. Get away. She got the gun on me. Call them now. With the car. Call them. I'm telling. Get the, get the Call the cops. Get the license plate. 
get Let the license plate now. Cause you were never about to hit me with the damn don't car. You, fuck you about no. to hit me with the car? You fucking oh, don't 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 yeah. okay. Call Richard back up to the police. Okay, so now one thing I can say about this video, that that's intense. Yeah, like, like camping, like camping, intense. Yeah. There, you know, this is a very interesting video because, um, for those of you that didn't watch it and you're listening to this, possibly, uh, you're not part of the live group. Then, um, I, I think it should be known that the the white woman in this situation is pregnant. Um, clearly, is she? Yeah, she looks pregnant. I didn't notice that. I think she was pregnant. Was she? And that's why the the husband got out. I'm pretty sure. Um, and it might be in the story here, but uh, this this story is very interesting because, again, common sense. Um, I don't think that you should pull your gun unless you are seriously threatened. Yeah. And it was two versus two. Now, if she was pregnant, maybe she's not. She does look. I, I haven't seen that. Maybe she's not. But if she was pregnant, maybe she did feel more threatened. Um, and you clearly heard um, some threats being made. And then the other thing is like when they when the argument appears to be over and they get in the car and they're leaving. Why would you stand behind the car? Because that is a thing that people do these days. We just came from the last video apparently cars are made to be stood in front of that's uh that, that's what they are that's no listen the woman obviously went around and moved to the back of the person's car to stop them from leaving like that that's what happened I, i'm going that's speculation but it's not really it's not really that much of speculation and then when you hear the thump where she supposedly hit the woman the car was moving like half a mile an hour do you, i mean and then there was another thump when it was stopped. Yeah. Do you know like what, like how fast the car would actually have to be moving to make that kind of thump when you hit someone like bumping into someone going a half mile an hour does not make that sound. I didn't see if she, I don't think she had a cart or anything like that. Listen, the lady hit the back of the car to make it sound like she hit her. That's, that's what happened. Now pulling the gun was, was pretty stupid. That's, it did not warrant guns being pulled yet in in my right. opinion and um that's now if they had started busting out the windows of the car or something yeah. like that and continue to make you threats perhaps yes yeah. but but they were still you were still safe you were leaving the situation there's no reason to get out of the car and draw your weapon now should they be arrested and charged with a felony for this i don't know let me read some of this from the blaze a white couple charged with felony for pulling gun on black woman 
and her daughter. You guys see the difference in the headline, by the way? A white couple has been arrested and charged with a felony after a video went viral showing a white woman pull a gun on a black woman. Jillian Westernberg, 32, and Eric Westernberg, 42, from Clarkston, Michigan, were arrested and charged with felonious assault on Thursday, according to the Oakland County Prosecutor's Office. The charge carries a potential sentence of up to four years in prison. They were arraigned, and each was given a $50,000 personal bond. As part of the condition of the bond, they must surrender all firearms, not engage in assaultive behavior, and prohibited from leaving Michigan. Sheriff Michael Bouchard said in a statement, the husband and wife both have concealed pistol licenses. Uh, Deputies seized two handguns from the Westernbergs after they were detained. The couple, who are white, got into an altercation with the black woman. You guys saw that. The husband and wife were captured on the video. The argument allegedly started after Jillian Westernberg bumped into Hill's teenage daughter as they were entering the restaurant, according to Hill. Hill calls Jillian Westernberg a dumb A-B and then points a finger at Eric Westernberg and threatens him. You say something and I'll beat your white ass up. The daughter calls the couple ignorant and racist. So you guys saw the video. I don't have to go through uh, this and this entire text here, um, but this is from uh, Bouchard. There's a lot of tension in our society, a lot of tension among folks and people with each other. The sheriff said, I would just say this. We are asking and expect our police and rightfully so to de-escalate every situation they possibly can. And we should be doing that. But I would say that needs to happen with us individually in our own lives and situations that we interact with each other and de-escalate those moments. Um, which it appeared that just for lack of a better term, it would appear that the white woman did try a little bit of empathy. Mm-hmm. She was, you know, she rolled the window down. She was like, I'm sorry that you feel that way. I'm sorry if someone's made you feel that way. We aren't racist. It seems like she did try a little bit, but it kept escalating. Obviously when, when the black woman went behind the car, um, basically trying to keep them from leaving, it would seem, but as gun owners and a lot of you people that love Liberty like me, unfortunately I lost them, but hopefully I'll get them back one day. Um, there's only one situation in which you should pull out your gun. It's when you legitimately fear for your life. There are many other things like the last thing that I hope to ever do in my life is have to pull my gun. You know, that's the last thing I want to do because just imagine what that would be like for a second. It's, it's frightening. Like, do you really, want to take another human life. You don't, we don't want the police to take human lives. And what's crazy about this is in, in essence, we're almost holding citizens to a higher standard. I would say on the flip side of this, we're holding these citizens to a higher standard than the police. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because as the woman was charging, the police could have fired probably Mm -hmm. and it would have been fine. Yeah. Um, or used to be. So Sam, well, I mean, and, what are your thoughts? Uh, Sam and Josh have given us their thoughts. They they disagree um, respectfully. So, uh, and he says, so do we have to wait until after a threatening altercation for them to block my attempt to leave and make unnecessary contact with my vehicle before I'm allowed to assume that I'm under attack? Why must I wait until my windows are busted out? Um, and then uh, says, I agree. They had the right to draw their weapon. She was in a vulnerable condition and got trapped in by two irate erratic people so listen i'll agree that um it's it's still it's 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 borderline to me in this situation now i I don't like 
I don't like the charge. I think that gun owners can come out and say, uh, you guys are were a little quick to draw your weapons and and to you know to actually chamber around and everything like the like the lady did. Uh, maybe a little quick to do that. I don't know if I don't think it. The reason I put the article in here was because I thought it was ridiculous that they were charged with felonies. So yeah. that, that's why I put the article in here. Um, because well, if they get convicted of felonies, they will never be able to own a firearm yeah, ever and again. And so their gun's been taken, and part of their bond was that they can't engage in any assaultive behavior. Behavior. So I recommend that everyone gets arrested and out on bond immediately so no one can engage in any assaultive behavior. And then assaultive behavior quick. is gone. And then it's gone after yeah. that because it's part of your bond. Uh, so th- that is why I put it in here, because I don't think this warranted any kind of, any kind of felony... Um, well, I'm not going to say conviction. They're not convicted yet, but charge, any kind of felony charge. Um, I think it's very, uh, it, it's borderline, in my opinion. Um, there, there are no victims in this crime. And so, like, I, we were talking about this. I can't remember what it had to do with last week or the week before. Uh, when you have a crime that has no victim in it, even if you had your gun out and Stuff like that. It had to do with uh, it. Oh, it had to do with the couple in St. Louis, mm-hmm. you know, and whether or not they would be charged with anything uh, for pulling their guns on the protesters. So they had their guns out. They were pulling their guns on the protesters. Um, we have a law here in Tennessee where I think within ten feet of your vehicle, whether or not you have any type of concealed carry permit, you can defend yourself around your vehicle meaning that your vehicle fits within the castle doctrine. doctrine. And so when we talked about the couple in St. Louis, we said, well, they were completely rightful to pull their guns out there because they were just defending their house. And so then where do you go and say, well, this couple was just defending their property. Okay. Let me make this clear. I'm going to push back a little bit to, to the live group here to Sam and Josh. And I'm, and I want to be clear. I disagree that they were charged with a felony. I don't think that they actually committed a crime. What I'm saying is as a gun owner and gun owners across America, I think should listen to this. You have to assess your situation. Now you watch the video and tell me that that woman and her 15 year old daughter were actually a threat to harm your life. When there's two adults versus one adult and a kid in any time during that situation, do you think that your life would actually be threatened? And I, and I say this because I think as a, as a gun owner, you should be held to a higher standard and you should take personal responsibility for that right and for that duty that you so possess because you have to, you have to analyze the situation at hand. If we are going to, um, if we are going to advocate that people have weapons, because I think you should, we should also advocate that you should train with those weapons. You should train certain situations. You should train to know when to use deadly force and when not to. And so that would be my pushback is that if you assess the situation and watching the video, it doesn't appear that either one of um, the black ladies, the, the, the mom and her daughter had any weapons. And it didn't appear that although they'd made verbal threats, it didn't appear that they made any other threats besides I'm willing to beat your ass. And I, I, to me, watching the video, I don't see a threat of life there. Now, I yeah. don't think that they should be charged with a felony. I don't think there was a victim at all. And I don't think that they should get in trouble. 
necessarily. I'm just saying as gun owner, gun owners and gun activists, we have to do better as a community. That's what I believe. I'm, I'm just really glad that Charlie is taking over the reins of fighting for statism around the world recently. You know, a, a status Chuck has, has really been showing his face here <laughs> earlier. Ch- <laughs> Chuck, Chuck Guevara. Hey, y'all can hate me if you want. Send me an email, Nate at goodmorningliberty.us. <laughs> Send all that hate mail, so man. Sam I said love that, getting it. So Sam said that guns are used thousands of times a day in preventing and de-escalating potential crimes. We've got to understand that as a gun, as a greatest equalizer in actually preventing an actual violent encounter or injury. So that's where, you know, I understand I understand that argument for sure. That it, Was it the fact that they had the guns and they pulled them that stopped it from turning into something violent that happened? And that's why the situation was de-escalated to the point where where no one was hurt you know what i would have preferred them do was go ahead and pull off in their car you know they were already in their car um no one was hurt with the car um they could have probably gotten away there was no car to the left of them or anything they could have turned and left the parking lot and and everything would have been fine you know emotions are high tensions are high right now uh someone said earlier i can't remember who it was um 2020 is different from 2019 and everyone's tensions are really high. I'm making sure I have a gun with me at all times, which is something that I don't normally do. You found yours? Well, someone... No, no, I didn't find it. It's um, I I was just trying to make that threat. I don't actually have a gun, guys. Um, I lost it. We were on the same boat, so that that's the problem. But I've been making sure... On a real trip. I've been making sure that I could be protected in some kind of way that we won't disclose. And that's not something I would normally do. And that's really because of what's going on around the country. I keep telling, you know, anytime my wife and I go somewhere, I will put a protective device in her purse. And she's like, oh, I only that. I'm like, for all we know, people could surround our car as we're leaving the house and drag us out of our car and beat us to death. Like right. we, you don't know what's going to happen right now. We yes. live in a, we live in a, in a really big area in a tumultuous um, time in, the, in a very in a very difficult time so i think everyone's tensions are really high i think that potentially these two ladies got some frustration that this couple had had that they felt with other videos and things that they had seen i would be i mean i would be stroke level at that in that argument because there's no reasoning or rationality or conversation that can actually take place the woman rolled down her car window and said, I'm sorry if you've, if you've experienced some kind of racism, you know, she was saying no one's racist, which the media has played as white woman says that no one is racist. What she was saying was that no one in this situation was racist. Uh, and that, you know, she said she was sorry that she felt that way. She said that I, you know, I, did she say something like I, I liked you or I felt for you or I love you or so she said something like being very empathetic to the person. Right. And of course that it didn't matter. It was too late at that point yeah. because she had bumped in, bumped into someone. And then it is the, the, the highly hypocritical thing of when this situation takes place, call the police, call the police. Um, excuse me, aren't the cops just going to get there and shoot you? I thought you hated Like, aren't yeah, they right. just going to show up and kill you as soon as they get there? Yeah. Like, why would you want to call the cops? That that doesn't make any sense. They're obviously going to side with the white people. And when they get there, they're going to kill you and your daughter anyway. So why are you yelling to call the police? Right. You know? Seems so, a little counterproductive. It seems uh, kind of like it doesn't fit. With- Look, let me, tell you, let me tell you a personal story. So I almost drew my weapon once, one time so far. 
um, since I've been carrying. And this is before I lost it, obviously. Mm -hmm. And I was driving home and right before I got to my house, um, I, I pulled in the neighborhood and there was a van driving aggressively in the middle of the road that made me stop my truck. And, uh, the guy got out of the passenger seat and was walking towards my truck very aggressively. And I was like, what is going on? My first thought was what was going on. And so that was the first thought. And the second thought was like, is he going to come try to rob me? Like what's going on? Why did they force me to stop in the middle of the road? And why is this guy getting out of the van and acting crazy essentially? And I didn't know if they were like, you know, hopped up on Mountain Dew mm -hmm. or if they were on cocaine or heroines or something, well, probably not heroin. They'd be asleep. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm not I, like, I didn't know what was going on. You know, maybe they were on that Mary Jane's. And so yeah, we know that kills people. I, I opened my truck door and I had my hand on my weapon to draw it. It was on there. And I yelled, what is going on? And he said, he said, he stopped because I told I said, stop, what's going on? And so he stopped. He stopped coming towards me, which was nice. And uh, then he was trying. He was telling me that his sister was driving the van and she just shot up heroin and she's driving the kids around. And I was like, oh, well, that's not good. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, do she you was asleep. I was like, yeah. I was like, do you want me to call to get some help or something like that? And then, of course, once he calmed down a bit. Then I took my hand off my weapon that, you know, I didn't need to actually draw it. Now he was charging toward, towards my truck aggressively. Could I have drawn my weapon? Maybe, but I, I think you have to take the, the responsibility to assess the situation. And I'm not saying that it should be a crime. I'm not status Chuck over here saying that if you draw your weapon because you feel threatened, that it should be a crime. I'm saying as responsible gun owners that you should assess the situation at hand and make sure that it's the very last resort that you do because I've never taken a life, but I could only imagine what it would be like, how horrific it would be to live with that for the rest of your life. The fact that you, even in self-defense, took another life. I mean, you hear of the PTS, PTSD horror stories, mm -hmm. even of people who rightfully defended themselves. And it's like you never, you never live that down. Yeah. You know? And so I'm just saying, in my view, proceed with caution. When you, when you make sure drawing your weapons, a last resort, you don't have to wait for somebody else to draw a weapon and start firing bullets. That's not what I'm saying. You don't have to wait for somebody to pull out a knife and start stabbing you. Like, that's not what I'm saying. All I'm saying is assess the situation and ensure that it's, it's your last resort. And so I think that's the responsible thing to do as gun owners. So you're in favor of common sense gun control. No, I'm not in favor of any control. <laughs> I'm in favor of common sense gun control. At a gun activist, I'm in. I'm in favor of common sense gun owner. Um, I'm just trying. To, I'm trying to make this as difficult as possible. Assessing of the situation, right whatever now. you want to call it. All right, guys. So we'll see if Charlie can stay on for the remainder of the tenure of this show. I don't know. <laughs> I can't really be associated with this kind of thing. We'll see. We'll we'll see what happens. But hey, we're at an hour. We're gonna go ahead and cut this off today because we gotta do our trade recap real quick. If you guys are interested in learning how to day trade in the stock market, you can go to mastermytrades.com. We go live every single morning at 8 a.m. and talk about the big gappers in the market. 
We had one that was up like 500% today that we were dealing with all day and uh, all kinds of stuff moving like crazy. It doesn't matter what the overall market is doing. There is one of these small cap stocks, if not four or five of them, that are presenting amazing opportunities every single day. And we go through what price points we're looking at on them and what one strategies of them was up, we uh, use. Almost 600% at one point. Yeah. It's uh, insane. It, it was up a lot. So. If you guys are interested in learning how to do that, hey, maybe trading won't be for you. Maybe it, maybe it won't be, but maybe it will. And the idea that you could find something that you love enough that you cannot wait. I was so excited that it was Monday this morning. I was so disappointed on Friday that the market was closed. And Thursday. I was, I was so pumped that the, the market was closed Friday when we were doing, we were doing our episode and everything. And I was like, oh man, this day sucks. There's no trading. And Monday, I'm like, yeah, Monday morning. I'm so pumped about this. How many people are just so excited about what they do every day that they cannot wait for Monday, you know? So maybe trading is going to be that for you. And if you think it's a possibility, then go to mastermytrades.com. Do it. Well, one thing, you know, especially for the new people here, what we talk about every single day is life, liberty, and their pursuit of meaning. All of that encompasses together because we believe that these foundational principles is what helps you live the best life possible. And so finding, um, you know, whatever job you're in, if you lost your job, I mean, that really sucks. The, but if you hate your job, then one thing th that you can do is first of all, try to be the very best person at your job that you can be, and then work on finding ways of doing what you actually want to do. And perhaps trading is, is that for you? It's something you can do from home. You can literally trade a couple hours in the market and be profitable enough to be successful. Um, and it's, it's a, and then you can go on, on about your day. You can start your business that you wanted to start. You can do all kinds of things with that. And so in pursuing a life of meaning, you have to find something that gives you a reason to get out of bed every single day um, and be the very best version of yourself that you can be and just be a little bit better than who you were yesterday. And uh, it, even if you're not going to take on trading as a career, I think it's something important that you should learn. So as Nate said, go to mastermytrades.com. Do it, especially if you're against death. It's one of the best places to go. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, a Patreon. Yep. Tell them about. Tell you them. guys want to hang out on the live group? We've we got a couple, a couple new people in the group today, and it's been fun hanging out, talking with everyone. I mean, there's 174 comments on this video so far. We've just been reading them and talking along, going back and forth. Sam and Josh are putting Charlie in his place today. Well, hang on a so. second, because let yeah. me read the most recent one from Mr. Todd Welch. Yeah. He's a gentleman and a scholar, I can tell. He says, being a proper gun owner means remaining calm and deliberate in your and deliberate in your actions. You cannot freak out you have a deadly weapon in your possession uh, <laughs> amen i'm glad that's, that's all i'm trying to say i'm glad todd's in the group now because typically i have to wait until after the episode to hear uh you know what what i missed or what i got wrong because todd is very knowledgeable on everything and i and he uh you know will get us all kinds of facts and stuff on on twitter and now i get it real time so maybe we can adjust in real and time also he so. understands who to side with on this podcast so <laughs> Um, I will check and see if Nate can be a part of this for the foreseeable future. And uh, I'll get back with all of y'all on that. All right. So go to <laughs> patreon.com slash good morning liberty. Five bucks a month can get you in the live group so you can hang out and chat with us every single day. We love it. It's it's just not as fun when the people in the live group are not here. So we're, we're very excited to have all you guys in here. This is paying for advertising all over the place, getting the message out there for sure. Uh, just ran some big ads last week. And I can tell you, 
um, over the weekend, we experienced yet again our our largest numbers that we have had so far as a podcast. You guys are listening right now on the most amount of plays and the most amount of listeners that we've came into having, having and uh, it's only Monday. So I'm pumped about the week, and I'm pumped about the rest of this year, 2020, because there's nowhere to go it up. So <laughs> anyway, guys. Uh, or it you, could all burn down to the ground, so yeah, who I guess knows? It, it could go a lot worse. <laughs> I don't know. But if you guys share the show, go to Patreon, do mastermytrades.com. Uh, send Charlie an email at charliegoodmorningliberty.us. Uh, you know, maybe to get him to listen, you're going to have to wave your gun in his face. Who knows? We'll see. You know he's not going to pull one on you. <laughs> so anyway, go do all that. If you guys do every single bit of that, then we'll be right back here again tomorrow. Until then, have a good day and a good morning, Liberty.